welcome to another edition of the Green Beige Fantasy Spot. As always, that is AJ. He is the green. I am Ken. I am the beige. And we are here for another week of fantasy. As everyone should be aware by now, we are heading into week six of our fantasy league. Week six of the fantasy season. And I mean, there's been a lot that's happened this week. We have an extensive injury report because there have been lots and lots of injuries. However, before we get there, we'll just briefly update you guys on our show league. Now, this week, AJ and I were up against one another. As you can see, he's smiling and I'm not really smiling that much. So that should give you an idea as to exactly what happened. Ad Hawkinson took down the Beige Bombers 158 to 153. Now, we did have several huge performances this week um, in some of our other matchups. Kawhi not this scored over 200 points. They went 202 to 129 over the Alberta Tyrant. Denver Ravens Revenge, they got 210 points, defeating Eckler and Koch, 127 and a half. And that was still not even the biggest score of the week. Long Bay Bayonets, they scored 240 points, taking down Team Burks, 166 and a half. And finally, Team Club Sheshe, they beat the London Learners, 170.5 to 73. So AJ, you know, the truth is, if we had played against pretty much anybody else that won in their league, and even one of the losers, we would have lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles. You know, I'll be thankful for the matchup they have when you win. It I, is I, true. I know you had me, yo, Justin. I told you last, last week, I told you about Justin Herbert, and he's the one that saved me. He is the one that saved me. Yep, Justin Herbert gave you 85 and a half points. And if it was not for such a remarkable production, a remarkable performance, then I would have won because I had some decent scoring all the way yeah, through. Pretty my much, team. pretty much, because all of my other um all of the other numbers on my team look like lotto numbers. So <laughs> that's <laughs> I to tell you how low they are. Yep, I mean, now when we look at some of the big scorers this week, they had uh, Kawhi Not, he had Aaron Rodgers, 58 and a half points. Denver Ravens Revenge, Tom Brady gave him 85 points. Um, Long Bay Bionets, Lamar Jackson, 94 and a half points. Mike Williams, 39 and a half points. This is the same Mike Williams, by the way, that on another in another <laughs> league gave me two points. He gave me two points. The week in front, and of course, I lost, and that was aided by his two points. Um, team club share, share, but he had some decent scoring with Patrick Mahomes, 54 points, James Robinson, 26 points, and I mean, he got 24 points from his kicker, so that, that in and of itself is almost yeah. unheard of. So, when you look at, at what happened last week, then I mean, it's little wonder that some of us won and some of us lost. Now, heading into this week, Beige Bombers, we are still first in the Eastern Division. We're at 3-2. and two. There's a tie at 3-2 and two with me and a couple other teams. We are playing against Eckler and Koch, who are currently last in the West. 
Um, Team Burks did go up against Denver Ravens Revenge. And Team Burks, they are last in the Eastern Division. And Ravens Revenge are first. So we have some first versus lasts happening this week. Long, Long Bay Bayonets and London Learners, two, three, and two teams. They are matched up against each other. Alberta Tyrant and Team Club Sheshe, they are matched up as well. And you're at Hawkinson. You are facing Kawhi Not this week. So mm. this should be some interesting um, times, uh, interesting games playing this week. Mm. And of course, we will definitely keep you guys updated as that progresses. Now, um, this week, we are not going to do our usual heroes and goats because the injury report is that long. <laughs> and there are so many fantasy-relevant injuries that right now, we, we do have to look at how these things are going to impact your teams, not just in our league, but in whatever league you may find yourself in. Now, Clyde Edwards Hillier, we made mention of him as one of those people that you, you might be starting to reconsider because of his limited production over the last, um, well, he performed really well last week, but over the first four weeks of the season, he really was not hitting the kind of numbers that we were hoping for. And now he is out on IR. He is done for the next three weeks, at least, with a knee injury. He has, I think they said it was an MCL sprain. So he is out. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who have Clyde Edwards Elier on your team, you may be in the market now for a new starting running back unless, you know, your team drafted or you drafted so well and the rest of your league drafted so poorly that you're able to just have a ready-made plug-and-play replacement on the bench. I know I for sure do not in the league that I have him, so I'm scrambling. <laughs> so I, I have him in three. Oh, my days. I have him in three. The thing is, I actually benched him in week five um, in my other leagues, and it paid dividends because he gave me like three. These are both PPR leagues. And in PPR leagues, he gave me like three and a half points. Um, I did end up playing him in one of the leagues because I. the only other option was Latavius Murray, and I trusted him more. Latavius ended up give, giving me like less than a point more than him though and in the end that didn't matter because I still won a matchup because of Lamar Jackson but um, yeah so I will be scrambling though with um, Edwards Euler on IR and the thing is I mean Daryl Williams is, is the handcuff but with the inconsistency that the Chiefs running game has showed so far I'm not even sure that I want to pick him up it so is true. need to find another um, alternative at running back yep no, someone um, who is also um, going to be out this week for sure. Dallas Goddard, he was put on the COVID list. And I think he was put on the COVID list to, well, on Tuesday. And him being put on the COVID list on Tuesday means that he will most likely not have enough time to get the um, tests back to make him available tonight for the Eagles game against the Buccaneers. So mm -hmm. he is also um, going to be out, which means that there could be some additional work for Zach Ertz. Um, so if you are in the market for a tight end because Goddard is out, then Ertz may be your guy. 
No, next up, um, quarterback, Trey Lance. Trey Lance has a knee injury, and because of this knee injury, they're not sure if he is going to be available the next time they play. However, um, this week, four teams are on their bye weeks, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But there is a chance that Lance may be fit, because they do not think that the knee injury is as severe as that. He may be okay to play in week seven, but right now we just don't know. It's a little too early to say. Kenny Galladay from the New York Giants. He is expected to be out with a knee injury and that he is just one of many who are currently um, ailing on the Giants. If you have any Giants, then this, you know, well, we'll come to the start in a second. But I'll just run down through the list. Galdi is spelled to be out. Tony has an injured ankle. He is getting some scans done. He is mostly out. Daniel Jones, he was in the concussion protocol. He got knocked out of the game this weekend and he was woozy on his feet. So he has to clear the protocol before he is eligible to play. Saquon, he has a bad ankle sprain. I don't know if you saw it, AJ, but his ankle just started to blow up on the sideline when he took yeah. his boot off. I did see. I did see. Yeah, and then when you look at Sterling Shepard, he is also um, now working his way back from a hamstring injury. So the Giants right now, in terms of skill position players and fantasy relevant players, they are in some problems. Now, Samaj Pirine, he is the backup running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. I actually picked up Pirine in one of my leagues mm. because I listen. You remember I? I'll digress a second from this injury report. You remember when I was telling you that I had I had gone into this additional league just as a whim, yeah, just to yeah, see what yeah. would happen. I mm. am currently second last in the standings wow. in that league. I am one <laughs> and four. <laughs> that is the league I have played wow. Edwards Hilaire in. And oh, okay, he, okay. He is done. He 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 yeah. he is out. I basically decided I needed to retool my running back room. Right. So I picked up Samaj Piran. I picked up um the Williams from the Bears because um Damien? Yes, I picked up Damien Williams because mm -hmm. you know that um What's his name? Montgomery. Is out, yes. Mm -hmm. I picked up like three running backs this week. I know Samaj Pirine, he, he is on the COVID list. So chances are he is not playing this week either. Yeah. yeah. So I am just forever more He already has an O next to his name. <laughs> yes. It, look, honestly, it has been so rough. This, this past week was so rough for me. Like <laughs> I went one and four. I had a chance. I had a chance to go two and three. Two and three is still not good, but it's better than one and four. And in the league, the, the other league that I lost, the, I had an opportunity. I had a chance. There was, an, there was a sliver of hope. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things about this fantasy thing that is so enthralling and disgusting at the same time. I had a sliver of hope where... If Lamar Jackson threw a touchdown, just one additional touchdown, 
to anyone not named Mark Andrews, mm -hmm. I win that game. I win that matchup. Because my opponent had Mark Andrews and he had a 12-point lead going into the game. Right, right. Unfortunately for me, Lamar throws two of his touchdowns to Mark Andrews and then two of the two-point conversions to Mark Andrews. And I am sunk. I lose this matchup by less than six points. Yeah, it was a career night for Andrews, actually. So you can't it, you can't write this stuff. You can't write this stuff when when you are when you have to hope that this one player doesn't get that much of a workload, and then lo and behold, he has a career night. This is the stuff that fantasy is made of, boy. No, the funny thing is, I had Mark Andrews in another league. Yeah. So him having the career night. Was fine. I needed that as well. However, I just I was winning by the point that he caught that second touchdown. I didn't right. need him to catch that one. To catch too. anymore. Just <laughs> <laughs> give it up to somebody else. Uh, it didn't work that way. But I mean, like I've been saying all along, fantasy is a cruel mistress. Very much so. Anyway, back much so. to the back to the injuries. So Quintez Cephas. Of the, I think he's from the Detroit Lions. The Lions, I had actually picked him up last week. Well, it's time to drop him because he's done for the year. He broke his yeah. collarbone. Um, Cardinals tight end Max Williams, he is also done for the year with a knee injury. Now, of course, um, Juju Smith-Schuster from the um, Pittsburgh Steelers, he is also done for the year with a shoulder injury. And then you now some guys that are hurt, but still expect to play. Tom Brady, for sure. He is one. He has a thumb injury. So he is expected still to be available for Thursday. Danny Amendola, who is with the Houston Texans, he's expected also to be back for week six. Tyrod, however, they don't think that his hamstring is good enough as yet. So he mostly is still out. And then the biggest name of all to potentially return, Christian McCaffrey. He is expected to be back this week as well. So this, I mean, this injury report is very, very long. And for those yeah. of you who have any of these players on your teams, then you are most likely just like me and shopping. <laughs> shopping this week on the waiver wire to see who you can probably pick up to help you out. Yeah, a host of injuries and, and the bye weeks have begun. So it is going to be tough. You need to start checking early if you have any of these players. Um, just to kind of add to the list too, though. Um, Dalvin Cook was out last week. Um, he still is questionable right now. It's not guaranteed that he will start. And I didn't check the, um, the actual details of the injury report to see if it is precautionary or what have you. But... Um, yeah, if he doesn't start, I'll make mention of that in a bit. Um, but obviously, he's another one to keep an eye on. And then, did you mention, did you even mention Russ? I had not. I was saving <laughs> that for, for a little later. Oh, okay, yes, okay. All right. Russell Wilson, okay. he yeah. is out. And he My is apologies. Out. He is out indefinitely. We don't know when yeah. he's coming back. But yes, he was mm -hmm. the other big name quarterback who was out this week. Mm -hmm. So as you may mention of just now, AJ, the boy weeks are here 
and the bye weeks always bring some headaches with them. This week, week six, we have four teams who are currently on a bye. We have the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, the New York Jets, and the San Francisco 49ers. So AJ, when it comes to these bye weeks, how do you plan and prepare for the bye weeks? Well, I generally try to draft, and I, I, I did it this season as well in, in all of my leagues, if where possible. Um, I generally try to draft um, my um, bi-week replacements one time instead of um, like overlooking that and then having to scramble on the waiver wire because especially in deeper leagues, you're not going to find anything but scraps. You're not going to find much. So I, I, I did draft already. So in certain leagues, I do have replacements to put in. Obviously, you know how it is with most positions. Um, by the time you get down to drafting players for your bench, it, there's a great disparity between the starters and those who, you know, you put on your bench. So um, there's that. But luckily enough, it, it's, it's only for a, a single week. So um, for me, it's just kind of plug and play at this point. I have... In most leagues, I have some people on my bench. Um, like I told you, I'm in six leagues. She went four and two last week in week five, so that wasn't bad. Yes, um, yeah. Because I mean, to be fair, I have in, in within these six leagues, I have Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Tom Brady. So I had a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, you, you just mentioned the extensive injury list, so. If, if, if the injury list wasn't that big and some of these, one or two of these players I do have as well. So um, if, if the injury list was not that um, extensive, I, I would have been fine with just filling in um, my bi-spots, bi-week spots, but now it is a whole different ballgame. But with the bi-weeks, I'm, I'm kind of covered on my bench. I just need to find some replacements for my IR guys now. <laughs> well, as you said... One of the things that, I mean, if you are now at the point where you didn't try to address your bye weeks in the draft, you are way, way too late. Because one of the things I always try to do, I always try to look at the bye weeks and make sure that I do not draft too many players either from the same team or with the same bye week. Correct. Because when the bye week comes around, then you are scrambling. Now, in that same league I just made mention of before where I have um, Edwards Elier as my running back, I made a mistake in my drafting because mm -hmm. it doesn't it isn't going to bother me this week. Mm -hmm. It's going to bother me, I think, in week nine because my two quarterbacks, my starting quarterback and my backup quarterback are Josh Allen and Dak Prescott who have the same bye week. So I'm still trying to, and then again, by that time, I may be in fire sale mode because that's the same league that I'm just trying a thing in and I'm one and four. So maybe by then I'll just nuke. I mean, team. the thing is you have leverage now. Which, I mean, you could try to trade one of them to someone because it's not as if you'd be able to use it. You could try and trade it for, and you will get back some very good pieces for either one of them. So, so you know, the problem there is that that, week, that league is not very big. The league, mm. I think, is only either eight or ten teams. It's a one quarterback okay, league. Okay. Everybody has a good quarterback. So Understood. I'm at I'm at that point now where I'm looking to see who I could probably approach and say, hey, I want to trade you that Prescott mm. and give me a good running back. And there's nobody there. 
there's 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 no market right now. So I am I am quite stuck. Yeah, that's a very tough one. <laughs> yep. But I'll keep rolling with my two quarterbacks for the time being. Um we'll see what happens as we get a little bit later on in the season. But of course, bye weeks do mean that you do have to make adjustments with your rosters every week. You will not be able most likely to play the same players every week. So just be cognizant of that. So now that brings us over to some um, guys that you should probably think about adding. <laughs> because if they um, are available in your league, and at least one of them should be, then especially if you need the help, they could do something for you. And the first one is Geno Smith, who, as we may mention before, Russell Wilson is out for the next four to eight weeks at the very least. So he is somebody that if he's on your river where and you're not getting good production from your quarterback, especially if you may have made the mistake to draft Baker Mayfield, then maybe you can get rid of Mayfield and go get Gino because Gino did look pretty good and he did show that he had a pretty good rapport with mm-hmm. DK Metcalf. Now, AJ, is there anyone that you have your eye on that you could see that has not, that's probably not too in demand, but could probably come in and do a job for a team? Um, I'm actually looking at, and one of these names is kind of on my start list. Um, so I can mention it and then get into it. But surprisingly, Devontae Booker. And um, I can explain. Uh, let me explain why no. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, obviously, Devontae Booker is with the Giants. Um, we spoke about all the injuries that the Giants have on offense right now. And um, he actually had a very good outing last week. Let me pull up the numbers here real quick. So... He wasn't getting much work within the first... He was a, I, he was a scratch for week three. Don't even know why, but he was no, nowhere on anyone's radar, right? In the first four weeks combined, he had um, seven rushing attempts, seven. And I think like a target in each, in each of the three games he played, right? In week five, with the absence of... Say, well, well, with Saquon going down early, he had a, a, a huge increase in his workload. He had 16 rushes for 42 yards and a rushing touchdown. And on the receiving end, um, he caught three or four targets for a further 16 yards and uh, a receiving touchdown. Now, Devontae Booker is not going to give this to you every week. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is he is in line for an increased workload. And he, he did put up these numbers against the Dallas defense, who are one of the top five rushing defenses in the NFL. Um, Right now, this well for week six, he's playing against the Rams, and you would expect that the Rams have like uh, their rush defense on lock, but they actually are closer to m- about m- middle of the pack than than the, to the top of it when it comes to the rush defense. So, um, it could be, it could be, could very well be that Devontae may he may not give you well, not may not he's not going to give you this. Don't look for these exact same numbers once again. Um, but at the same time, he will have an increased workload. And, and if the Rams aren't able to stop him, then he could possibly, if you're in a deeper league, I would say, especially. If you're in a deeper league and, and you're looking for someone to fill in, at this point with the plethora of injuries and, um, and the bye week, 
you could possibly look at Devontae at least as a flex player. Yep. Now, he was somebody that I had made a mental note of, but he did not make it into my notes. So I'm glad that you made mention of him mm. because he is somebody, especially with all of these injuries that I am definitely looking at because I do need to get some help, especially <laughs> in that one of four team. <laughs> now, somebody that has also been um, much better than I anticipated so far this season that you could mm. look to add because I know he was available in more than half of the leagues on ESPN is AJ Green. AJ Green has actually shown a very good rapport with um, Colin yes. Murray. And even though Newt Hopkins is the star of that passing offense, he has also been doing very good work. So if you are looking for some wide receiver help, then that is somebody that you can you can look to pick up. Now, somebody else I wanted to make quick mention of as well as a start because we're now heading into the start and sit. AJ Gallus kicked off just now with Devontae Booker. Um, Alexander Madison. He is somebody that, especially if you have had him, if you had him last week, he did some really good stuff for you last week. He went over 100 yards rushing. And Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, he is expected to be available in some capacity this week. However, as I've made mention of many times of his dodgy hamstrings, his hamstrings have not taken him down yet this season. It's been his ankles twice. And because of his two ankle injuries, the team are very cautious with him. So even if he does play, he is most likely going to be on a pitch count. So Alexander Madison probably will be the one to take the majority of the load this week. AJ, who else do you have on your start list? Well, uh, first of all, I need to add on to that because Madison is somebody, I, I, I'm not sure, I, I picked him up in two leagues because he was available in two leagues. And I know... I, I know well enough that Madison is that type of, of backup that every time Cook is out, he has a big game. This man shows out. He's, he, he is like a proper um, number two in that sense, especially in finals. He's like, he's one of the best handcuffs to have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even know if you realize that I picked him up in, in the NRSFO league and plugged him in literally a minute before he was about to be locked in. Because I can't remember who I had in, but I, I took them. I, I had a, an available space. And I was like, wait, wait, oh, crap, Madison's still free. Picked him up, put him in, gave me 31 and a half, and a victory in that league. Um, and yeah, that was, he was crucial to that victory, to be honest. Um, but in addition, though, I'll mention some receivers. First of all, there's Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, we were talking about how good Carson Wentz looked last week. Pittman seems to be like one of his favorite, or, or if not his favorite, um, Wentz's favorite target in that team. Pittman had a, I don't have the figures in front of me. He had a very good week um, against the Ravens, despite, um, despite them losing the game. Had six receptions off seven targets, 89 yards, and a touchdown, of course. I was 20 and a half points in that league, but um, this week, the quotes are the quotes are sorry. Where is this? Sorry, quotes are being the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Texans aren't very good. I mean, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a divisional game, so you always have to be a little bit wary of that. But that Texans defense is not very, very good. So Pittman could be in line for another big enough week. Um, and there is one person who I would say is definitely a plug and play for this week is Chase Claypool. Claypool had a career year, career um, week last week. He got 130 yards, uh, which is his career best in, in now in his second year. And this week, they're playing the Seahawks, who cannot get it together at all. They have one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. I think if they, the Bucs are around 32nd. I think they're around 31st. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And with Juju down, he's going to be the number one. He, it means he will get more attention. Don't expect him to have another 130 yards, but he could go at least close to 100. If he doesn't pass it, I'd still say between, between 85 to 95, at least, at least. And, and I'm pretty sure he, he will find himself in the end zone again. And um, you're a guy from your city that has been a little bit inconsistent but showed out last week in Cortland Sutton. I feel like Sutton is still available in some leagues. And his numbers have been inconsistent. But again, last week he had a really good week. I understand the Broncos are playing the Raiders. Raiders aren't, haven't been very good in their secondary either. Um, so Sutton, if you really need a, a, a credible enough wide receiver, like Sutton would be a good play for week six. Nice. Now, I had two wide receivers. Well, actually, I had three wide receivers on my start list. Um, now, we talked about Bobby Trees, Juan Robert Woods, and the struggles that he's had throughout this season. And I have him in, I think, one league. And there was, I, knowing that as, um, I don't remember who it is, I like to say, but it said nine loves 10. Nine really likes 10. And that is that uh, Matthew Stafford really likes to pass the ball to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup yeah. Robert Woods was the overlooked man in this offense because Van Jefferson was getting some work. Tyler Higby has been getting some work. So all of these are guys that yeah, you can feel relatively comfortable starting. Von Jefferson would be a decent enough player out of flight spot. But Woods was not doing anything. But Woods had a breakout game this game week just gone. And that bodes well for the future. He's shown himself that he is, you know, he's still a capable receiver. He can still get deep. He still has good hands and he's very physical at the receiver position. So he is definitely somebody that you can consider if you need a wide receiver player. And if you have him on your bench, then this week, the Rams, the Rams are up against the Giants. So, well, the Giants, the Giants do have their own problems to, to, to figure out. The Rams should be in a good spot in this game. So you could feel pretty confident in starting Robert Woods. Mike Williams, he, he is one that I was very frustrated with last week. And then this week when he did not start him, he had a great game. And this is the kind of folks that tend to get put in the permanent doghouse with me because whenever I play them and they struggle and then when I don't play them they play very well what is it with you and the Chargers receivers huh? <laughs> I don't know I think we're going to get to the point where I'm similar to not me not drafting players from my division 
Yeah. I'm also going to leave them put, the, put the charges on the ban list unless it's the quarter part. Because, you know, uh, would I would have had the luck to put Austin Eckler and then he and his dodgy hamstrings would be out for five weeks. So, I am... Uh, yeah, that it's, it's been rough, but Mike Williams, he looks like he is in a good spot to mm-hmm. be a start this week. They're playing against the Ravens and Michael Pittman, he just had a great game against that secondary when you're talking about the Chargers, we know that Keenan Allen is the one. Therefore, Mike Williams, he draws the second corner. And that means he should have lots more opportunities if Justin Herbert decides to throw the ball his way. You'll know if he does or if he doesn't, but if I start him. Because if I start him, then his game is probably not going to be that great. But anyhow, I digress. Then the other name that I wanted to make mention of was T. Higgins from the Cincinnati Bengals. Because right now, Joe Burrow is slinging that thing. He is throwing that all over the park. And while Jamar Chase is definitely getting lots of work, T. Higgins is also a great person to have because Jamar Chase is not getting everything. Ball is being distributed quite a bit there in Cincinnati. All right, AJ. So it's just about time that we get over here. But of course, after we tell the folks who they should start, then maybe we should give them some cautionary tales of who maybe they should look to fade and sit this week. So who do you have? Uh, well, first and foremost, and I'm saying this, bear in mind, this is coming from a Patriots fan, sit Damian Harris this week. Uh, <laughs> the Patriots do not look good running the ball, and this is through the first five weeks. Um, so this is not even just a one-off thing. It's not that he's not talented, but again, the team doesn't look good. Um, he does have some issues with protecting the ball. He has two fumbles on the year so far. He fumbled in the last game, and the, the issue with this is when you fumble on the, um, on the Patriots offense, he, you don't necessarily get seen for the rest of the game. So even after the last game, when he did not protect the ball, Brandon Bolden was put in after him, after that fumble. So with all these things in mind, and, and in addition to the fact that they're playing the Cowboys, who are, again, who they are, they're a top five rush defense. I, never mind what Devontae Booker did to them last, last week in week five. Uh, that was an anomaly. I don't expect the Cowboys defense to give up that many yards again this week, especially not to a lackluster um, Patriots offense. Um, that being said, in addition to that, I, I'm not saying to sit any of these people. However, don't expect the same level of production that you may have had last week against the Dolphins. And I'm speaking about the Bucks wide receiving core. Um, the thing is that the Eagles' pass defense is actually is actually pretty decent, and Ken and I, again, when we were speaking um, on the Green Bay's episode, we um, mentioned the fact that when I was talking about this being a game that I wanted to see, part of that is because it's a short week, and teams don't usually um, just run over a team on the weekend and then come and do the same uh, just a few days later, right? So I, I'm not expecting like you still have to start them. All of these guys, uh, meaning like Antonio Brown, um, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, the three of them are capable of putting up big numbers. But so if you have any of them, you have to start them. I understand that. But just don't expect the numbers that you had last week. And it's it's kind of very hard to gauge who is going to have the big week and who isn't. 
And especially, like I said, with the Eagles' pass defense being what it is, you don't know who they're going to take away. And Tom Brady, every now and then, if he can't get to these guys, he's going to include Tyler Johnson in that offense. So, uh, again, just, just temper expectations of the Bucs receivers. Okay. Well, those are great. Uh, that's great advice for who you could probably sit. Now, who I, I had um, two other sets of folks that you can probably consider sitting. Um, now, first off, I mean, this should come to no one as a surprise, but pretty much every Raider not named Darren Waller. Because the Raiders right now, they are in a bit of a turmoil. So we don't know what they're going to look like this week. So if you, Derek Karen might be a bit of a risky play because I think John Gruden was the one calling the plays and he, the play caller is gone. So now we don't know, but Darren Waller usually does get the majority of the attention, both by the opposing defenses and his quarterback. So he is somebody that you probably... He's probably the only one exempt. And then, right now, as we had mentioned during our injury report, Daniel Jones is in the concussion protocol. Right now, as of our recording, we have no idea if he's going to be ready to play or not come Sunday. If he is not playing, that means Mike Glennon is playing. If Mike Glennon is playing, every wide receiver on the Giants who is playing should sit. As we said before, their entire fantasy lineup is currently ailing in some form or fashion. And then you're going to put Mike Glennon in the mix as well. Mike Glennon, who's probably known best for that viral scream after um, it was, I don't remember who it was. Oh, Mitch Trubisky was picked when he was given that contract by the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we... We're not big on Mike Glennon in these parts. <laughs> so I I would advise sitting all Giants, except maybe a running back, because if there's one thing that Glennon should not be able to mess up is a handoff. So I think that brings us to a good landing spot for this mm -hmm. week's fantasy spot. Of course, we have the primetime pick'em, so you can look out for that later on today. We'll get our games picked in advance of the Thursday night game. And this week, our primetime pick'em, we are looking at the Buccaneers and the Eagles, the Seahawks and the Steelers, the Bills and the Titans. And for everyone who is counting, I am still in the lead. So that now is the end of our fantasy spot. As always, that is AJ. He is the green. I'm Ken. I am the bitch. We will see you next time.